We are talking with Ken Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion. That's your golf game. Frustrating. Get a little better than I, I want to be. Right. I play a lot. I love it. I can't get any better, it seems. <laughs> You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Swenderman along with my on-air partner Dan Tantillo for the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast talking everything sports. Today we are very honored to have a very special guest, three-time Stanley Cup champion Ken Danico. Ken, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Good to be here, guys. And I was here last year on with Bill Spadia, so now right. I'm, I'm pumped to be on talk a little sports this time. But I always appreciate uh, 101. Point five's uh, support of us in in our great cause uh, for the Center for Great Expectations. Yeah, you, um, Ken's doing uh, it's the Ken Danico Golf Classic, and it's on Thursday, July thirteenth, right at Suburban Golf Club in Union. It is uh, July thirteenth. It's the fourteenth annual, I guess, wow, uh, Ken Danico go- Golf Classic. The ladies, Peg Wright and Doctor Debbie. Uh, Rossard, who were in here today, uh, the, reminded me of the 14th year. I thought it was about the 10th or 11th, so I, I lost wow. a few years along the way. As we know, the old cliche, time flies, yep, but absolutely. But it's been great. They do wonderful work there, and it's an honor for me to be uh, part of it and, and help raise funds for a great charity. I know th- the money goes to the right places. I know the hard work these ladies do, and uh, it's just an awesome charity that I've been involved with for, for a long time now, Center for Great Expectations. Yeah, what else could you tell us about this charity and kind of the things that they do? Well, first off, it's to do with addiction and, and okay. young ladies. And now, actually, they will accept men uh, along the way, but it's been young ladies whether uh, pregnant, uh, addicted to whether alcohol, drugs, and getting their lives together. Sure. They house them for for usually approximately a year and and it gives their children a chance uh, once they're growing up and it's not just you know the reason it's about their addiction and and, and cleaning cleaning up but it's about longevity and and certainly um they have a better success rate in, in the long run if they they get the underlying uh, issues covered and that's what they do at the center for great expectations especially when a lot of these young girls have Growing up, not with the opportunities we had, or or, or in uh, broken homes along right. the way, and things like that, and uh, they've uh, gone to uh, drugs to cope, and right. as we all you know know hear a lot about uh, along the way, people use coping mechanisms a different way, and, and they become addicted, and uh, they've cleaned up a lot of girls at the center, and I'm just proud to be part of it. Yeah, now, Oh, sorry. Along the along the way, have you met some of like the success stories, like the people that the center for great expectations yeah. have, have helped along oh, the way abs- and like what like what's some of the things that stick out to you yeah absolutely i mean every year at the golf outing we always at the end of the dinner we always uh, have one of the young ladies that's gone through the program and she has her child with her and it's usually a baby uh, a young young child that is very heartwarming and they speak and and just discuss what uh what the Center for Great Expectations has done for their life. And, uh, you know, it's very humbling. And, and the words can't describe what these girls are, these young ladies, girls are going through and, and how they've been able to, like I said, the Center's been able to help out their lives. But, yeah, I mean, there's not one in particular. There's just, They were just all very, yeah, they bring a tear to eye, your right. eye for sure. I know a little bit about addiction. I don't drink anymore. Right. So, and I'm not, you know, mine was public as well. So I... 
that's another big reason I got involved with with right. the foundation. I've I've very fortunate that uh, you know I was able to to get the help way back when when I needed it, and it was a long battle. But right. uh, you know I've been sober for quite some time, so I I'm just proud to be a, give my little bit back and and see these young girls, especially when they when they speak and see where they were. They tell their story from where they were before they entered the Center for Great Expectations and a year later where they're at and how uh, they've been helped so much. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, so again, the Ken Danica Golf Classic takes place on Thursday, July 13th at Suburban Golf Club in Union. Uh, how could people get involved if they necessarily can't make the event? Well, I, I think you can go to the Center for Great Expectations website, and we'll take donations anytime. Sure, big, small, in between. Uh, every, every, helps, every, right? every penny helps for sure. And you know, you know what makes special. And I don't just say this lightly. I mean, I do a lot of charitable work, and I'm proud. You know, the state's given me a lot, and the New Jersey Devils certainly organization. Been here since a 19 year old kid, right. so I've been here 30 plus years, and. You know, try to give back when you can, the little part we can help with. And I do a lot of other charitable work to help out other foundations and things, whether it's just attend their golf outing and, right. people, you know, pay a little extra to play with you or whatever because we have that opportunity as right. athletes or former athletes. But the reason I lend my name to this, I, I had no intention of seeking this foundation or this charity out. They happened to come to me at the time jerry cooney my buddy who's the you know boxer the boxer right, yeah who was playing at the outing they didn't have a name it was just the center for great expectations right. golf outing. they wanted to give it a little more notoriety a little more um recognition and jerry says what do you think about joining this you know i jerry does does a lot of charitable work too and we uh he says getting involved with these guys i'm going what are you getting me into jerry I'm, i'll come to the golf <laughs> event. <laughs> i'll come to the golf event i don't know how much time or how much i want to get involved but when i met peg Wright, uh, who runs it and, and now dr sard and ed stankwitz another guy that's uh, on the board you know when i met all these people and saw how big their hearts were they started with a small little rundown six bed unit you know what wow. i mean and to build a beautiful place in somerset uh, that houses, I, I don't know how many now, maybe 20-plus girls, and it's a nice place. I've been there. But they their hearts were in the right place. I see the work they do. So to me, it was like a no-brainer. You know how sometimes these charities get right. too big or, or you never know are all the dollars going to good use. Exactly. Uh, this is all about their them caring and putting and the time local. and effort, and it's local. And yeah. I to me, it had to be a local Jersey charity that needed the help, and that's right. why I'm so – Happy they asked me 14 years ago, and I can't believe, like I said, it's it's gone gone by that fast, but uh, they're wonderful people that really care, and I know the money's going to the right place. Right. And you can get more info and sign up um, about the golf event at cje-nj.org, Center for Great Expectations, nj.org. Thank you for that, because I'm not good with the technical this stuff. Is why you keep, <laughs> this is why you keep me around, Ken. I, 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 I got you back. I got you. But, all right, so transitioning a little bit from the Ken Danico Golf Classic, you're, you know, you're not only a fixture um, – for the New Jersey Devils, you're you're part of the broadcast team, so you provide a lot of insight to hockey fans like myself and others. You know, th we have two drafts going on this week alone. We have Las Vegas is picking the supplemental yeah, new draft. Team. Exciting for the league, exactly. And pretty, I was gonna say, I saw their jerseys, not bad. They're now they're, they're looking pretty good. Everybody right has a difference of opinion. I like I them too. I think they're sharp, but I I'm open minded. So many people. 
You caught him. I know. Oh, that's will- ugly. That's oh, I don't like those colors. And, and everybody has their own opinion. That's okay. Right. But no, uh, I think they're pretty sharp. And you know, the Devils are picking first on Friday night for the NHL draft. So, what are your thoughts on the, like the Devils being? Good for so many years now have the first pick do you think this is the start of the rebuild for well, the I, I certainly hope so i mean from my perspective and obviously i've been with the organization even after i retired in 2003 ever since and now you, you mentioned doing the broadcast uh, uh, of all the games on msg I, I i root for their success obviously i'm emotionally invested when you played as long right. as i did for one team and very fortunate to play with some great teams and and have some success and win three stanley cup championships and i understand now you while you're in it you don't as much how difficult that is and how right. difficult it is to win and the Penguins to win back-to-back uh, shows you, who, you know, how special of a group they have and Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and both those guys have to be number one overall picks. Just, yeah, exactly. So it <laughs> now, shows that having that number one overall pick yeah. may pay off for you. But, you know, the, we're at the stage... I, I have a lot of hope. We're, we're in a somewhat of a rebuilding stage. We've got a lot of good young players. I think Ray Shearer and his staff, the general manager of the Devils, have done a real good job of stockpiling young guys, you know, the Pavel Zakas, who yeah. I think is going to be much better this year. He was sixth overall uh, a couple of years ago. And Mikey McLeod, who was drafted 12th overall last year, I think he's got a real good, he had a great junior year, especially in the playoffs. He has a great opportunity to make this team. So there's a lot of exciting things on the horizon. It takes time. And right. number one overall pick, I know the uh, it's between, you know, all the talk, Nico and Nolan, Nolan Patrick and Nico. Right. He sure two guys that it seems extremely close. Not generational players, as people say, with an Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid type right. guys. They only come around once a moon, but they're really, really good. Yes. And they're going to help the franchise tremendously. And I will tell you, everybody asked me, and I'll throw it out there before you ask me, you know, who would you take, Nolan or Nico? Nolan Patrick's been the projected number one since he's 15 years old when his draft is coming. So it's been quite some time. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's that close. So I'm flip-flopping. It's really, really? That, yeah, it's really that close. If you hear all the banter and from people that have watched them a lot more than I have, certainly all I've seen is on uh, on YouTube or video every right. once in a while and both look like terrific players a little different uh, type of players Patrick's a big strong kid 200 foot player uh, he sure might be a little more dynamic so it all depends uh, with our scouting staff and Ray which direction we go as far as um, style of player we want but right. I don't think we can go wrong I think it's that close for a reason and and I think they'll be thinking about it right up to the draft but that's what makes it so exciting, the anticipation of us, first overall pick, never had it in Devils franchise history. That makes it exciting. We're having a draft party Friday. I'm um, excited to be part of that, but uh, I'm excited to see the who the heck we're picking because it's, it's a two-horse race, and it's as close. It's neck and neck. The devil, <laughs> devil fans are on the edge of their seat yeah. waiting, waiting for this. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, when the Devils first started, I mean, you've been part of it since the start, like you said, since the inception. And, you know, you guys had some hard years building up yeah, over the years. I, I mean, to, to now we're the point where, you know, players like you, uh, Marty Brodeur, Scott Stevens, are all, your numbers are up in the rafters for all the amazing years you had. And I mean, three three times Stanley Cup champ, you know. So is it like exciting for you to see like almost like like it coming back around again? Like like every like all the years 
you know, of struggle you guys went through, you know, Johnny Mac and yeah. all these other guys you played with over the years that, that you, I mean, there were, there were years, there were, there were thin years, but you know, it built, you guys built up a core. So you feel like that's a coming core. around again? Yeah. Oh. Character. I mean, look, I, I use the parallel a lot. Exactly. You made a real good point. People forget, you know, I, I was drafted in 82 and you mentioned the McLean, Johnny Mac next year, Bruce Driver. We always, the three of us, uh, a long way when we hoisted the cup in 95, right. Uh, it was a very special moment for us because we, you know, were fortunate to stay with the team, not get right. traded before we became good. It'd been double digit years; we'd all played together, right. and, and to see it through and the lean years, I think it makes it that much more uh, exciting, that much more heartfelt. Uh, you know, not right. going to a team. You know, don't get me wrong; winning Stanley Cup championship for any player is a dream come true and fantastic, but. For us to go through the lean years, our first five years, we didn't make the playoffs. Right. We won, I what, 17 games our first year and not too many more uh, a few years later as well. 23 games one year, I think it was. So we went through that process of not being a real good team, but seeing uh, a core group starting to develop and some young guys, some real good young players. Now, some of them didn't, you know, whether it be the Shanahan's or, or Kirk Muller's, right. Guys that were a big part of it, Pat Rabik in the early days. Yeah, we had to use some of them as pieces right. to, and when Lou Lamarello came along as general manager to build a championship team. Some of us were fortunate enough to stick around and those guys went on to have great careers. Right. But, but you, you to mean, trade something good, you gotta get right. to trade get a good player, you gotta trade something. So anyway, it, it worked out. But I do see a lot of similarities, meaning that but now these guys gotta own it on their own. I mean, I want their success, but they've gotta Want to be here, want to be part of it. I never, everybody says, you know, when you're on a team that's struggling or a team that's not very good, do you want to be traded? Do you want to go to a better team? And some players have that mentality. I was like, no, I want to be part of the solution. Right. I want to go through those tough times so that we can build towards something. And I always believed we were going to become a winner. In my heart, it may sound corny, but I believed it. I said, no, I'm going to win here in New Jersey one day. People laughed at me back when we, in the mid-80s, when we weren't very good at right. the time. I said, no, we're going to we're going to win the Stanley Cup one day. And fortunately, it happened three times. But I, that's what the mentality and, and the mindset these guys have to have. No, we're going to go through the tough times. And it may not be this year, but we have to improve. Right. And I think what you were saying before, just being on a team that struggles, I think that makes winning that much sweeter. Yeah, no question to me. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I stay in one team and go through those tough times. Sure. And and like I said, be part of the answer, part of the solution, whatever that may be as a player. Right. I, I, I'm an underdog type guy. I always have been. And I think that's why I've got a great rapport with the Devils fans. You know, that blue collar type mentality sure. is the fact that, you know, no, tell me I can't do something and we'll do it. You know right. what I mean? And I want to be part of it. No, I went in the tough What's the saying when it, when they go and get tough and tough, tough, get, tough, yeah, tough going? Get going. I mean, right. Times are a little bit tough. The last we haven't made the playoffs in five years, but be one of those guys, one of those players that that wants wants to turn it around. I mean, I, I I'm not one of those. I'm an underdog mentality. Like I said, I'm not one of those guys that wants to be on the superpower team or right. get traded to. I know I want to be part of it on a team that uh, hasn't had maybe the success, and you mentioned it, it made the, the winning the Cups uh, that much sweeter. Yeah, I believe it. And going back to teams, uh, the this NHL expansion draft, uh, are you excited about a new franchise in the <laughs> NHL, and do you like how they kind of handle the expansion draft process? Well, yeah, well, you know what? I think it is exciting, and, and I know a lot of people, what are they doing with the team in Vegas? I mean, they so far in the year – Leading up to to tonight, finally, where they get to pick a team and, and of unprotected players, and, and the guidelines of the National Hockey League rolled out uh, the, the first pro team in Vegas because there's 
uh, the NBA and the NFL Everybody's are not far behind. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I think they get to lay their roots there. And, and Vegas right. is really developed. Exciting, I have yeah. uh, my mother-in-law has lived in Vegas for 35 years. Wow. Um, and she says the growth is, is amazing. And obviously we've all been there. Or I've been there to, to see it a little bit. But I think it's exciting for the league. Exciting. And they paid 500 million bucks. So I mean, certainly business comes and becomes involved. But having said that, so they've gotten a real good opportunity because of that franchise fee to pick some real good players. And then yeah. the teams couldn't protect a whole lot of guys. So there's a lot yeah. of teams that are a little deeper that um, gives the Vegas a much better opportunity to be competitive right away. Sure. And yeah. uh, I have another yeah. question. Just uh, getting youth involvement in hockey. Um, I know you grew up in Canada, so things are a little bit different there than, say, New Jersey, where maybe hockey is not as popular. How do you think you can get more people, more young people excited about hockey and get them into playing it? Well, first off, we've talked about it uh, a lot over the years. I mean, I've seen the development of youth hockey in this state and and throughout the United States, but particularly uh, where I'm close to in New Jersey here, grow tremendously. I mean... I'll go back when I was drafting 82, I believe, give or take, and I'm not exactly right on the numbers. There was six hockey rinks in the state. There's about 60-plus in the state now. There was 12 to 16 high school teams back in the early 80s. There's over 160 or something along those lines of high school teams. Right. You know, so that just shows me the growth of – of our game, and we're proud of it. The New Jersey Devils organization and Bruce Driver heads our alumni association and our grassroots program, and which I'm involved in as well. We've, uh, you know, done our best to promote the game, and hockey in Newark has done a terrific job. Keith Veltre and his crew combining with the Devils as far as kids can try hockey for free, you know, because it's very expensive at times. Yeah, the sure. skates, equipment. Right. So we've got the practice rink, which is so great, right adjoined with with the Prudential Center right there in Newark. So we've seen so many kids right from Newark uh, that you'd never expect play hockey have really excelled and love it because it's one of those sports you're passionate about. Right. You know, I grew up playing all sports. It wasn't just hockey for me, even though in Canada it's a religion. We all know that. But I was a baseball guy. I was a wrestler. I did everything back then and loved sports in general. But, uh, you know, and hockey was – Hockey was number one, but to see these kids excel here in in New Jersey and love it, and in baseball you can play more casually or the other sports. Hockey, it's almost an addiction, and you're seeing that with kids that get on the ice for the first time, going, "Wow, I like this." Yeah, it's funny. I have a a friend who coaches, and his son who actually um, plays, like you know, in the junior league. You know, he's seven, eight years old. um, Just won his first championship. It's funny. He's a goalie, and you see him with the little trophy, hugging it like it's the Stanley Cup. And it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in pictures (laughs) because to see him holding that trophy for the first time, it's like. You could see him 10, 15 years from now being, you know, a Martin Brodeur type or go, just you see that look that they have in their eyes. Okay, you have to see it like with young guys. Like you see yeah. it, you see that love for the game. And hockey fans, I think, are probably the most passionate of all fans to me that because they're they're in it they're invested in it and they love the sport they live for, they they just love their team yeah well the parent let alone parents getting up at five in the morning four in the morning to drive their kids to rinks because not as much ice available as say a, a ball diamond or or a right. basketball sure. court yep. so Absolutely. the commitment just the family makes 
when uh, one of their children and girls too, because girls hockey yep. has grown tremendously, yeah. which is unbelievable. Look at Team USA for, yeah, in their last Olympics. I, I mean, awesome, they, they did great. Just have put hockey on the map. Certainly, when Team USA and Canada right. played, was there anything more exciting with the women's gold medal final game nope. uh, a few years ago? I remember I was in Florida because it was a break in the National Hockey League, and you know, glued to my seat. That was uh, it was a great. It was a lot great of drama run. involved, and, and, and that they've helped grow the the game for women as well. But just. In general, to the kids, like we said, the excitement of, of how much they love to play and their parents who I see so many parents in New Jersey knew nothing about the game, but somehow their kids at six years old started skating and he loves it. And now the parents are carting them everywhere. You know, yep. we do everything for our kids. So that's where I've seen it grow tremendously. And, and I just think it's fantastic to see how many kids are playing. And I don't care what level you win at. Whether or what level you go to, whether it's just go to Division three college or, or you happen to get a co- go to college and play hockey or are fortunate enough to make the National Hockey League right. that far. Anytime you win, it's always a memory for a lifetime. You mentioned the, the, yeah. your friend's son. I mean, those things are, are special moments. And I remember as a kid... You know, winning a winning a few times or winning a trophy, and you know, it was a great thrill because it's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You remember everything about it. Like I still talk with friends who I played sports with about you know winning that seventh grade championship, yeah, something yeah. that you never forget. High, even a high school championship, right. whatever it may be, yeah, whatever absolutely. it may be, whether it's a Stanley Cup or you know something so small as a, a youth championship. Yeah, and there, yeah. That you it doesn't matter remember. what level. Right? I mean, I'm a. It's great to see kids for that moment to mm-hmm. have their. Their time uh, to shine. And the time to shine, yeah. absolutely. No matter what level you get to, and you hope if uh, they have the ability and talent to get to another level or get a scholarship, more importantly, right. in college, whatever that may be, but uh, great thrill to win. And once again, we are talking with New Jersey Devils Hall of Famer uh, Ken Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion, retired number with the Devils, hangs out, and you're part of the broadcast team now. Who, in your mind, is going to be that guy to lead the Devils into the next generation? Like, who's who do you see as, like, one of the big guys to take it and lead the Devils into the next generation? Yeah, with yeah. the number one pick, but who on the team now do you see as that real that real stalwart? Because you were always, in my mind, you were always one of the stalwarts of that team. I mean, a guy you always you need, cringed, you know, playing against. So who's... You need different types of players. I mean, obviously... The game was a little different in my era, but I'm a firm believer nothing changes. You need a core group, and it's not a huge core group because players are going to change with salary cap right. and and trades, and it's inevitable. You're never going to have right. a team together for 10 years of 15 guys. But if you got a core group of about five guys right. that can lead you, and now I look at Taylor Hall, who they traded for last year. He got acclimated. He's going to be a big part of it, uh, certainly. Uh, I look at Pavel Zaka. Uh, First year in the league last year, he he <clears throat> is going to be and needs to be a big part of the the transition and, and the right. rebuild here. Certainly, yes, the number one pick over this year, Mikey McLeod, who I mentioned, hasn't played a game in New Jersey. I played exhibition games. There's a young kid Blake Spears who played three games. All these young guys, and let's not forget the guys that have been here a little bit that are big pieces: Adam Henry, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Zajac. Those are going to help the young guys right. nurture, but they're all real good players. Corey Schneider is well in goal. I mean, it was a tough year for him. We're honest, the year before he was lights out, probably won the Devils uh, a lot more games than people anticipated the year before, and we slipped a little last year. Corey liked the team. 
And it happens to all athletes. He's such a great professional and cares that I expect him to come back to elite status. But he's going to be a big part of the rebuild because goaltending so, so important. He has a lot of good years left in him. But those, to name a few, there's so many guys. I don't. Right. I hope I didn't leave anybody out. But all these. Andy Green. Andy Green, you know. Uh, He's been around a long time, but he, that veteran leadership, right. he's such a class act. And, you know, he might be gone by the time they get right. to be a Stanley Cup contender, meaning I hope it's in two years, but it may take three, four, five years. Right. And then Andy will be near the end. But having said that, still that in-between right. part of it to help young defensemen develop. So uh, these are just some of the guys. John Moore, a big guy. Damon Severson, who I didn't yeah. mention. These are two yep. guys that are still 25 and uh, – John Moore, I think, is 26 or 25 and under. Damon Severson, only 22 years old. These are guys that are a big part of the future that are going to have to really take that leadership role on. Right. And again, the Ken Danica Golf Classic is taking place on Thursday, July 13th at the Suburban Golf Club in Union, benefiting the Center for Great Expectations. How's your golf game? Frustrating. It's the most <laughs> frustrating sport in the world. Uh, is you it know, not, I, I, there's so many hockey players that are elite, unbelievable golfers that – when we used to go to Florida once in a while or have a little break uh, during my playing days even, and guys hadn't swung the club for three, four months, and they go right out there and shoot 75. Like, that's a whole nother right. level. Like, Mike Camilleri, for example, was in the Devils. I played with him about three weeks ago, and it makes me sick uh, watching how good he is, <laughs> how smooth he is. You, you know what I mean? And yeah, that's, that's what I aspire to be. There's so, and there's a lot of similarities, the hand-eye coordination and everything. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm not real good. I, I for three holes I look like I'm ready for the PGA Tour, and for a lot of golfers going to say uh, have a similar story. And for three holes, like I never picked up a club. That's the frustration it's, it's of the, of the game. That little ball sitting still, and you can alter something a fraction of an inch. Like if you it's miss insane. a hockey shot, the puck a little bit, or you still can go in the net. Basketball, even you get a, a nice bounce off the rim. Golf, you can't. There's like no for three holes, I'm puring the ball down the middle. You know, par par birdie. All of a sudden, triple, triple, double. I'm like, what did I do differently? You know, that's the frustration of the game. I play a lot. I love it. I can't get any better, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You enjoy it. So enjoy as long it. as you keep enjoying it, I, I'm it's trying part to get. The, yeah. I, I'm trying to get the mentality of just go out. You're outside. You're, it's beautiful out. You're, you're having a good time. But And then I get caught in between my hockey mentality where I, I, I want to kill somebody nature. because I, it drives me right. nuts that – I, I can't get a little better than I, I want to be. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so make sure you go to um, cge-nj.org, uh, Center for Great Expectations, nj.org. Uh, sign up, and like even said, if you can't get out to the Golf Classic, uh, make sure you donate because they're doing some great work. And Kenny, thank you so much for what you do for the Center for Great Expectations and for New Jersey uh, sports because, to me, you are definitely one of like the icons for New Jersey sports sports athletes yeah. um you've been around a long time and you're proud to be part of new jersey and that's what new jersey needs so i'm, I'm a transplanted jersey and there's no question about that but i appreciate you guys having me on and promoting the charity which is so important to me obviously the great work they do for for the center and yeah anything helps along the way i just see the the heart and soul of of the ladies that were in they do the yeah. studio day 101.5 yep. so uh with Bill earlier, but uh, they they put their heart and soul into it, and and I am proud to be part of it. And I appreciate you guys giving it a plug. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us, Ken Danico.
All right, we're going to take a little break real quick. Danny's going to update you on our contest on our website right now, nj1015.com. We're going to be back talking about your favorite all-time sports jerseys in just a sec. Danny, what do you got for us? So this is the last week of our Beats by Dre headphone contest, and this is what you got to do. Go to the Beats contest at nj1015.com backslash contests. Find the box for this episode. So this is episode 12 of the New Jersey Guys podcast, and enter the following code, Game on. All lowercase, one word, G-A-M-E-O-N. And again, uh, stay tuned as we release more codes for um, in podcasts such as Speaking Millennial, Forever 39, and the Jim Gar- Gerhardt podcast. Again, throughout the entire month of June, you can win a pair of Beats by Dre headphones from the New Jersey Guys podcast and New Jersey 101.5. Hallelujah. Learn, laugh, stay informed. Podcasts from New Jersey 101.5. The Jim Gerhardt podcast. He's talking Jersey again. Well, look at this. All is not lost. Forever 39. Gen Xers living in the Great Garden State. That's really, really cool. Available now from the New Jersey 101.5 app, iTunes, and Google Play. Exactly. And we're back here on the New Jersey Guys podcast. Chris, I'm still wrapping my head around interviewing Ken Danico. Was that not the easiest possible interview you could ever do with a guy? I, I mean, he was just absolutely phenomenal. Great guy on and off air. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been, uh, you know, more giving of his time. You know, we were here to promote his charity uh, on Thursday, July 13th. And, you know, he just went above and beyond. And it was so great to talk hockey with him. As a hockey fan, it just, you know, no matter who you root for, that was a great guy to talk to about you, hockey. You, there's always the guys that stand out and above and beyond, even if it's on a team that you don't like. And right away, I got that sense with, with Ken Danico. And it was, again, it was a privilege to be able to talk to him on the New Jersey Guys podcast. Something that we brought up a little bit in that interview was the fact that the NHL official hockey uniforms leaked a day early. Yes, they leaked online a day early. And apparently, of all places, of all teams, Devil fans were not happy with the changes. And so much so that whoever runs the Devil's Twitter actually put on their bio that they are not fashion designers. Do not complain to us. Go look at it right now. Bring up. Are the Devil's, you kidding me? Bring up the Devil's Twitter. They actually say on their bio, we are not uh, fashion consultants. Do not complain to us about the jerseys. Oh, my God. And I don't think the Devil's jerseys are that bad. I think they look old school. I mean, I'm not a Devil's fan, per se, by any means. Yeah. I'm like the anti-Devil's fan. Uh, but they... They didn't do a bad job. They made it look old school, and people are, like, really mad about it. Yeah, that's crazy, and I, I think that is one of the—I like their their uniforms. I like the color combination. It, it's not necessarily something you think of when you think of New Jersey, red, right. black, and white, but I think it looks cool, and I think the logo is awesome. But, um, so let's get into this. I What I did here, Chris, is I made a list of the honorable mentions for each of the four major sports. Honorable mentions or your top ones? Well, I have I have my favorite one for each of the sport and like ones that just missed the cut, I guess. Wow, look at you doing your homework. Well, it's it's difficult to do because I I love the way that some of these uniforms are put together. Uh, let's get this out there right away. My favorite color is Throw purple. Okay, so, so you like Barney? I don't. I mean, I did like Barney as a kid because I was a toddler, and pretty much every toddler liked Barney at some point. But I love purple. I love orange. I love green. That goes back to the Barney thing, but. There's certain things that you would think, like, I, I didn't go the, the typical old school route. Like, I don't think that there's many uniforms here for teams that have been around for at least 60 years. 
Okay. So I went a little bit new new school with this. So let's um let's start with hockey since we were already talking about let's that. Let's start with hockey, shall we? Um, I love, and you're not gonna like this. I love the Penguins uniforms, especially you know, those baby blue ones. Uh, no, no. I why? I, because it's too far off their regular color. Their their colors that I'm used to, the black and gold. Yeah. And I just, I will say the logo on their regular jerseys, the skating penguin, is awesome. Yeah, it's cool. As much as I don't like the penguins, as much as I hate Crosby, I will say those are good uniforms. The powder blue, I could do without. Yeah, so that's my honorable mention for the NHL and my favorite. And let's put this out there as well. I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world. So I kind of had to go through and actually look at some of these uniforms. And the one that stood out to me was the Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Oh, it's a classic logo. I love the I love the Sharks. The logo, the color combo, I think the teal. it's cool. It's really right. cool. It's something that you don't normally see, I guess, in the NHL. And that, I guess, is my number one. Chris? I'm going, if we're talking hockey, I w- I'm going to be a homer for a second. Okay. And I'm going to say as an alternate, the Rangers alternate jerseys from the late 90s and early 2000s with the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, those were really cool. Love those jerseys. Mm-hmm. Love them. Love them, love them. When love did they them. get rid of those? Um... I don't know if they got rid of them as much as they just kind of put them to the side. They sure. just stopped using because they started using that classic look third jersey. And the Knicks kind of did the same thing around right. the same time where they had that NYK right. ball looking logo instead of right. the typical Knicks logo. Yeah, but- so the Rangers, like, they use that third dark jersey sometimes, yeah. but they don't use the such early. So I would say, I would say early 2000s, they retired, okay. mid 2000s. Um, but there's something just about the red, white, and blue right. that, you know. And because I was always a fan of the movie and because my son loves them, yeah. I am also a fan. My favorite jersey, you're going to laugh. Yeah. And it's for the obvious reasons that you would think. The, uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, yeah. You've seen... you've cool. seen Their third jerseys are badass. Yeah. Their regular jerseys, so cool. The fir- I mean, any jersey they come out with, I just love. And you've seen... I, I've worn that beanie a couple of times. Yes. I have the old school... Yep. Ducks logo beanie with a little puff ball on top. It makes me look kind of childish, but I think the the colors and everything are so cool. Sadly, you're one of the few people that can make that work. Thank you. All right, don't get big-headed about yourself. Relax. (laughs) Next. Let's go on to basketball. Uh, A couple honorable mentions I have for basketball are the Nuggets, Magic, and Clippers. Ah, that was a whole lot of teams right there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, like, those, my favorite basketball jersey, I think this was the easiest decision for me to make out of any of the teams. Um, the reason I said the magic is because I love that white old school magic when Shaq was on the team. Just something True. about the stars were kind of cool. It was awesome. But my favorite jersey now is a team that is relatively new, and that's the Hornets. Mm, interesting. My uh, One of my dear friends, my friend Kim, yeah. diehard Hornets fan, she'll love you for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, I think that they went back to the old school, but while not making it as necessarily as bright as when they were originally right. in, in Charlotte, but they toned it down a little bit and the colors really pop. And I think that that's a, a beautiful Jersey. And if I was a fan of the NBA, I would get myself a Hornets Jersey, but I couldn't name a player on the team. So. No, that'd be a problem. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go old school with my picks. If I'm doing this, you know, honorable mention, yeah. it's a tie between the old supersonics yeah. and, the, and the old Washington bullets. Mm, both good choices. Both good choices. I love the old Sonics jersey. Right. I wanted a Durant one before. Oh, he, what, nice. he played one right. year. He played one year yes. when they were in Seattle. In Seattle, right. But that never wound up happening. And then new, new school, I got I to gotta be a homer again. I got to go for my squad because I love the Celtics. Like mm. I love, I've always, like to me, that, 
is personified of the NBA, like old school, like two colors, the, the that's lepre- it. two colors, green, white. That's it. And they actually have had like now they have the the like the jersey like with the sleeves, yeah, with the gray and green, and I kind of dig that. But I like I, I listen. I love seeing the parquet floor with the with the leprechaun on it. I love the jerseys, the yeah. green, like the basic. But to me, that's that's as NBA as it gets. Yeah, I like that you're going old school while I'm going new school because there really are so many cool uniforms out there that it's tough to pick one. Absolutely, but there's so many good. You know, there's so many newer teams out there with you know updated logos sure. that they make it just as you know. I mean, OKC has cool colors. You know, the Nuggets you could always say are yeah. in the conversation. Yep. Uh, the Heat. You know, if you dig the the black and orange, so there's a lot of teams out there. But I don't know I'm just like I said, I'm I'm very old school with with the jerseys and the looks. So the next one I have is actually a bit more old school, and this is for baseball. I gave an honorable mention again. I said I love purple. Um, I do love the Rockies jerseys. I love the Tampa Bay Rays hats. Okay, interesting. I like the the navy with the baby blue and yellow. I think that looks cool, and I love the Royals. I think that's back to that old Royals school thing. classic. But my favorite right now in baseball, and this is your one of your division rivals. Oh come on, Baltimore Orioles. Really? I think that it, the the hat, the old school hat with the black surrounding the hat, a little bit of the white on the front, the orange beak, and the bird. Right. Along with the white uniforms, I think it just it gives this impression that it's still kind of. They went back to the old school thing, but it's still kind of new and fresh because right. a lot of people haven't seen that in a while. And even their alternate jerseys where it's just the O's, the O hat, I think right. that's cool looking too. But I, again, you have to give some shout outs to the, some of those old school teams like the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, those are the classic jerseys. So I'm right. going to guess that you're going old school again. I am going to go old school. Um, you kind of stole my thunder with the Royals because okay. I always seem to like the Royals look. Um you know, I could say the Yankees, but I'm gonna try to stay away from the homer. But that goes uh, that goes in line with the, you know, with the um, Celtics. The, and, well, the Dodgers. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, the Dodgers, yeah. the Cubs, the Yankees, uh, teams. teams like that. Um, who else do I? Who else do I have on the on the tip of my tongue that I'm I'm thinking of? Um, I like the A's. Yeah, that's a the good A's choice. Always, the A's have always been kind of one of my, one of one of the ones I like. You know, new school who I like. I and I want to keep it old school because you've been taking the new school. Yeah. But I will say one new school I like Arizona. Yeah, I didn't like them at first, but they definitely grew on me. They do grow on you. Um, I thought that the lettering was kind of weird and the way that um, I even like if you want to go old school, even though they're not really old school. The, the old, original Diamondback yeah, colors, I yeah, love. Those were awesome. The pinstripe, the the vest. Oh, Jersey but even the way, like the black, yeah. the purple, and the gold. Yeah. They, was, they were really good color design. I, I dig those a lot. So I stayed away from my Yankees, and I will say either Arizona or Oakland. Okay. And real quick, last one for the NFL. Oh, Honor- so many. It's I so know. Hard. It's so difficult. Honorable mentions for me are the Tennessee Titans. Okay. And the San Diego, well, Los Angeles Chargers now. Powder blue? The powder blue. Oh, you got to go. Yeah, you have to. You got to go. But the one I went with is Seattle Seahawks. I think that that is just a cool combination of silver or gray with the teal and like the bright green, like that obnoxious kind of green. Right. It offsets the the other blue in a way that I think looks really cool. And even the white jerseys, the the royal jerseys, any kind of the Seahawks jerseys, I find myself in love with every single time. Okay. Now, see, that's funny because you know what I was going to say? The Seahawks. But the originals. With wow. the Seahawks on the sleeve? Yeah. With the Seahawks on the more, sleeve? Yeah, that was more like a 
a royal blue than it, it was, I guess, with the, the green navy. And, the green and white. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. What about what about current? Current, um, I mean, the Chargers are killing it with their jersey. I mean, yeah. the Chargers are just sharp with that white helmet. Um, there's not that, See, it's funny because I'm so old school with the logos and stuff. When I think of the new stuff, I'm not really as impressed. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Other vintage I love when they, they use the throwbacks. Kill it. My, one of my favorite, and I have two different jerseys with the old school with them, the New England Patriots. With the old, the old red, the red, the old red the, jersey with the with Patriot. the guy huddling, yeah, the, with the, the Patriot staff, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, that was my other one, and let me see for for a new school. Who am I? For, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. A couple of ones that I thought were like the Panthers. I thought of. Yeah. I actually like the Vikings helmets. Well, with that faded purple, mm-hmm. with that metallic, like yeah, uh, matted. Definitely not purple. the Jaguars. Definitely not the Jaguars. I think their helmets are the dumbest things in football. They are a little bit ugly. Just because if you're gonna have two colors, don't just have it split down the middle. Have right. them blend into each other. Maybe I'd have to go like Denver Broncos. Yeah, that's another good choice. I go another Denver Broncos, yeah. especially when they wear orange. I don't For know, like sure. the orange crush. Orange is one of those colors that it just it sticks out and it gets to you every single. By time. By the way, I was I was totally brain farting before. Yeah, but just. To go back to baseball a second, my all-time favorite classic. I don't know why I just totally spazzed out. Yeah, but the old classic Houston Astros, the rainbow okay. jersey. Okay. That is my all-time baseball favorite. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna do one more. Most and, people and hate that one. Yeah, though. I liked it, and I, honestly, and this is gonna kill me as a Mets fan to say, but the old powder blue Phillies. Those wow, are, those are pretty, as a Mets fan, those are pretty cool to look at. I hate looking at it, but I think that just it's cool looking. It was the old logo. It was you know that would be like me. Saying, oh, yeah, I like the Red Sox jersey. Yeah, but that's the difference between you and I right now is because the Mets are just not even a team. I don't even know if they still play anymore. Oh, boy. So. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you to our first guest ever, New Jersey Devils legend Ken Danico. Thank you so much for being with us. And make sure you go uh, visit the website cje-nj.org for tickets to his golf heading on Thursday the 13th of July. It's a great event and it goes to some great people doing some great work so go check it out. Uh, For Chris Wonderman, Dan Tantillo, thank you for listening to another episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Podcast. We're out. Peace.